Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number eight. Didn't we just talk about that? We did. This is episode number <laughs> 19. <laughs> right before we hopped on here, I said, Mike, what episode is this? And I'm like, it's 19, right? He's like, yeah. Went back, even checked Spotify to make yeah. sure we had the right episode. Eight, eights and, and nines kind of look the same. And, and then immediately screw up the intro. <laughs> episode, <laughs> you know, we could go back and re-record it, but... No, we're just going to roll with it. No. Episode 19. Epso- uh, this is more organic, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, we're human. Exactly. Uh, episode 19. Thank you all for joining. Back with me on a Saturday. Um, Mike Corwin. Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good. What's up, guys? Uh, thank you for having me back, Alex. You keep bringing me back. That's great. Well, um, we got some friends over at the house today, and you're the rage. Yeah, and that was the feedback I got today. Yeah, that's smoke. Um, I, I don't know sl- how much you paid him. I think you slipped that? him a 20. <laughs> right. Why would I pay him to compliment you? It was the first thing he said when he came through the door, too. Um, was like, hey, man, I got to say, it's podcast is great. And I was like looking at him like, okay, so Alex paid this guy to say this. How much do I think he paid Neil to say this? I would pay negative money to give you a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like like if I'm paying anybody, it's it's for me. Like they... Uh, <laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> so we got a we got a big day, Mike. Big B- sports day. Big man. sports day. We got playoff football in about an hour. The um, Titans Bengals kick it off. Obviously, sitting here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Packer football the tonight. Pre- the premier matchup. You got the Bucks going tonight. You got UFC 270, which I know you're not a huge UFC guy. Uh, but gaining steam. Yeah. Well, Thanks cause, to you. Because you keep coming over. Yep. Because um, my wife said I can't buy any more fights unless I have somebody come over and watch them with me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a huge fight tonight. Um, Cyril Gan versus Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Ngannou. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I watched like a, a headline on Francis Ngannou. And like it was like the sports center like highlight whatever, mm-hmm. he said that, or they had like a force velocity test of his like punch. It was like eighteen hundred or twelve hundred foot pounds of force, which is the equivalent of like a compact vehicle. Have you um, have you ever seen the highlight of him knocking out um, Alistair Overeem? I think that's the one they the show. uppercut. And his like head snaps back. Oh no! Um, like it, it looked like it was gonna decapitate the other guy. Like the other guy was just caught completely off. Because like in in MMA or boxing, it's the punch you don't see that knocks you out, right? Oh yeah. Because like if you can brace for it, you can eat it a little bit. This guy never saw the uppercut coming You're and a just noodle. right on the chin, head snap back. Oh, guy is a monster. Um, I'm so pumped for this fight. So like the heavyweight division in the UFC has really struggled. It's, it's kind of been dominated by fat guys. If I, not that I would call any of them fat to their face. Cause you know, they <laughs> murder me, but like these two tonight gone is six, five two forty six, and gone is six, five two fifty six, And they are both 
chiseled like Greek gods. Um, and that Cyril Ghan is 10 and 0 and a, and a kickboxer who went 14 and 0 in kickboxing. Like it's going to be, I'm not going to sit down. Oh, electric. Oh, um, to put it lightly, it's going to be electric. Yeah. And then the co-main event, you got Brandon Moreno and little guys. Davison Figueroa. Yeah. 125 <laughs> to 256. A little bit of a difference there. But, um, um, the cool thing before I go, yeah, no, go ahead. Davison is training at Neural Force One where Clint Sig is training. So I got a little bit of an inside inside track there. Kind of cool that the, the gym's connected there in Anaheim this weekend or tonight, you know, for the fight and pretty cool. So your money's on Davison. They said he, <coughs> they said he had an amazing camp. They said he shredded. Um ESPN even like a couple of their broadcasters like, "Wow, he looks amazing." Cuz like weight cutting is like a delicate balance between like oh, being muscle and being fat. yoked. Yes. But like muscle takes up a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And then if you're weight cutting on top of it, you're dehydrated and your muscles need water. So like to that's a science to get that right where you want to be and they they're they're pumped. They they feel like they nailed it. So we'll see. That's wild. Um to back up just like your stat line and what you said for f- like the main event, like not not the junior main event, but like the, the senior the main, main event. event. Yep. Yes. Um the size, right? Like you see like a Tyson Fury, right? Who like big dude. Right, like love the love the character. You're just soft, though, bro. Yeah, I mean, and you like, <clears throat> like I follow Tyson Fury on Instagram, and like he's bouncing medicine balls off his stomach <laughs> and stuff. Like, and no doubt the guy is like a legit. Like that guy runs ten miles. Like he's an athlete, but yeah, he just he looks kind of like Tyson. If you ever hear this, I apologize, but he looks kind of like an ogre, right? Yes, like Shrek. These two. I think he gives zero. F- oh my god! Yeah, yes. Oh my god! I mean, Francis walked like three thousand miles. You told me so. I was gonna. You beat me to it. You told me the story about like well, his background. He was on Rogan's podcast, so he was born in Cameroon, and he walked from Cameroon to uh, Morocco, and then like swam from Morocco to Spain, and then like went through um, to France, where he was a homeless guy. And then found this gym. Like, dude, any guy who can walk across the African desert to, like, reach his dream, hard to bet against. And, like, the determination, right? Yes. Like, the Greg Jennings, like, Madden NFL. like <laughs> On your back. The, yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> with a broken fucking leg. Like, <sighs> that, I think you got to kill him to win, right? Like, that's the, like his heart needs to stop or like you need to knock him unconscious or he won't stop. So the smart prediction for tonight is the, the guy he's fighting moves like a, like a lightweight, but is a heavyweight. Like he's real in and out has amazing footwork. He's a really good kickboxer. <clears throat> I think if gone's going to win it, the fight's going to go four or five rounds where he's just going to kind of stay on the outside, pick Francis apart, frustrate him because Francis is power, right? Oh yeah. So if a power puncher can't hit you, they get frustrated, they burn out, chasing you, all that stuff, and then you can just kind of pick them apart and break them down. But man, if you let Francis within arm's reach and he lands once, that's the thing. Done. Done. You have to. You almost, can't. You can't make a mistake. Yes, it's it's a mistake-free fight mm-hmm. that you need, like you need to execute on in order to win. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's going to be. I'm super pumped. It's going to be fascinating. 
and uh, there's a guy following Twitter. He's actually another agent, and he posted like, ah, oh, the UFC is raising their price from $69 to $75. And he's like, ah, oh, the UFC product is like, you know, it's not always worth it and for them to raise their money right now. And I'm like, dude, the fight in January tonight is stacked. Like who's not watching these two monsters brawl? Mm-hmm. And then next month you got Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. Like, like the UFC is coming out in 2022 swinging and just take my money. Like just take it. Yeah. Take it up front. Yeah. Um, I feel like the UFC would benefit and I'm sure they do with ESPN plus, but like, is there an annual, like, is there a way that you could just like pay for it? Like, give me all the fights for the whole year. So the kind of the shitty part about the UFC is it's not even just the, um, pay-per-view price because you have to buy ESPN plus first. Oh, so you, so, so you're like, paying the six ninety nine a month or whatever it just is to buy it just to buy the fight. Yes. You have to buy ESPN plus just to be able to buy the pay-per-view and you can only buy the pay-per-view fight through, through ESPN, ESPN plus. plus I have an intern. Um, <laughs> and if you're listening still buddy, um, <laughs> you told me, um, and I won't name a name just, just due to some like piracy and like <laughs> privacy laws. Um, but, but if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> you can certainly stream these fights for free and oh, I'm not yeah. condoning that. And I would of course never no. do anything like that. <laughs> no. Um, and like my intern just told me like, he like knows a guy who knows a guy who has an uncle who like <laughs> is married <laughs> to like someone who does it. <laughs> uh, um, it's no secret that, you can stream these fights. The UFC to, has like tried to crack down on it for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. Um, that stuff's always going to be around, though. I think it's the same for like Showtime with their boxing and HBO. And yes, I'm I'm happy to pay it because the money goes. Well, I mean, the UFC gets a good chunk, but goes to fighter pay and 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 you can actually see the fight versus you have like, uh, you have. 10 pixels on your yeah. TV and you're trying to make out the fight. Yeah. And on then like, like the streaming, it doesn't always come in great. Yep. Yeah. Just take my money. Give me the experience. Yeah. Awesome. Needless to say, huge day for sports. Huge day for sports. Um, so speaking of that, let's talk a little bit of football. So we got four games on the slate this weekend and we'll jump into all those. Um, first, let's do a little bit of current events. So um, I'm going to run through some top headlines on ESPN, and then you and I can chat about it. I love it. So my first one, it kind of is going to hit a a couple different topics here. Um, The the headline is 49ers Bosa cleared. Will play tonight against the Packers. Well, he looked pretty good um, at Bayport in Green Bay. peeing on the side of the uh the bleachers at a school <laughs> so we have, nonetheless we have a group text and mike was like since when do they allow registered sex offenders to play <laughs> in the nfl uh, i, mean, that, I mean that's a serious allegation you're you're on school property you didn't even cover up buddy yeah i mean the nfl needs to step in and do something yeah uh roger goodell you, you need a, find this man and suspend him. You have a predator wow. on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're obviously joking. And, and and it depends where you're sitting. Obviously, we're in Wisconsin. Yeah, and I don't want any part of Bosa, Nick or Joey, to be honest. Zero. <clears throat> yeah. Guys are studs. Exactly. But my point about this, um, 
isn't it a little bit funny how I'm not accusing the 49ers of any wrongdoing, but isn't it a little funny? Like you get a concussion on Sunday, you got to turn around in less than he he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Like what happened to those concussion protocols? What happened to the Will Smith doctor saying this is, you know, CTE, like all of a sudden, like it's playoffs and like, oh yeah, Joey, he, he cleared protocols. Joey, follow this pen with your eyes and like, it doesn't move, right? Like, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's just okay. zoned in on the game. What's six times eight? Don't know, but it, but but I don't need to know. Okay, You're, <laughs> he's good to go, coach. Uh, he can clearly find places to pee. So <laughs> it was so cold when they were practicing. I wonder if the stream got out before freezing. I like like you just hear icicles hitting the ground. For those of you not in Wisconsin, I think the weather report for tonight is like minus ten at game time. Uh, frozen tundra is yep, yeah. going to earn its name names namesake today. Mm-hmm. So on the same vein, though, about NFL teams kind of skirting rules, did you see the NFL's new COVID rules? Oh no! Yeah, let's talk about that. They're just not testing anybody, vaccinated, unvaccinated, doesn't matter. Stop. Unless you have symptoms and you report those symptoms to your team, they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to report them. A bunch of people on Twitter are calling this the Aaron Rodgers rule. <laughs> like saying there is under no circumstances is the NFL going to allow Aaron Rodgers to sit out of a potentially Super Bowl game or NFC championship game. Cause the because the 90 days would be up. So I thought when he tested positive that the 90 days, like he would have been fine. I'd have to go back and check when he tested positive. So I thought he was in the clear already. But if you look at the eight teams left we played the chiefs i can find the if it's important i can find it yeah it it doesn't matter um but like of the eight teams left i think there was only like i think i saw a number like 13 um november 7th so december 7th january 7th yeah february oh no february 12th is the super bowl this year i is it the first week of february the the second second sunday yeah so that i think it's like the 10th or the technically that would be past 90 days technically the 12th would be five days past february 7th if the super bowl was a conventional like the first week it'd be on the sixth yeah but you remember they had to move it back a week because they added the 18th week in the season okay so can can we just call it for what it is we're just making all of this up we're making all the rules up as like, we go, it's yes. all about the Benjamins, baby. Yes. Like, we're not going to have potentially a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl, and it's and it's Patrick Jordan Mahomes Love. versus Jordan Love. Yes. Or, I, I don't know who the backup is in Kansas City. Um, nope. Can't think of it. <laughs> could, but you, like, could, could you imagine? It's, uh, you know, whoever that guy is versus Jordan Love. Yes. Yeah, no, it's all about TV money. It's all about ratings. I think I saw, like, a stat. Like, there's only, like, there's less than 15 unvaccinated players left in the playoffs with these eight teams. But the NFL was like, no, we're not risking it. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know how, why the NFL. I'm sure the NFL's physicians would say, you know, the science supports whatever decision they're making. Mm-hmm. But a little bit interesting. It it, it it just, yeah, when you think through it. Um, so for you and I to bitch about Joey Bosa clearing concussion protocol. The NFL did us a huge solid uh, if Rodgers was, because now all Rodgers has to do is just not say anything and he'll be fine. Yeah. Like if no, he gets the sniffles or 
a cough, just keep it to yourself and you're going to play. Exactly. Which is what every player from here on out would do. Is there one person on any team that would self-report symptoms to miss a playoff game? It would it would just be like you would have to be like hate. on your deathbed. And like you would have to be the most hated dude. You would have to have serious room. COVID, not like sniffles COVID. You'd mm-hmm. have to have Yeah, like the kind like, like the Delta or the Alpha variant where you're like you know, chills and fever and aches. Like bring in the breathing machine. Yeah. Um and like we we need some like yeah. That's that that's the only way that I see it happening so, as well. For the last three weeks there will there won't be anybody on covid protocol and and for the record that ended in like week 17 anyway have you when's the last time you heard like oh someone's out for covid yeah like somebody's entered the protocol meanwhile the united states is having like seven hundred thousand cases a day yes uh at least not there's no covid in the nfl no uh because the nba there's still players entering protocols college basketball seems to have gotten rid of it that's a good point i never i never thought about that like there like for like two weeks there were it was like five teams a week had to forfeit. You know, the whole team's out for 10 days. I haven't, like, I, I, I'm not a huge college basketball fan. I follow Marquette, Wisconsin. But I haven't seen, like, ESPN saying, like, oh, you know, University of North Carolina out. Like, that seems to have gone away, too. Yeah. Are they? Are, I think the world's turning. Are they gearing up for uh, a well, big dance? They're not going to miss March Madness. I mean, right. that's, that's still a couple months away yet, but. So interesting it's all about the benjamins baby i did not yeah i did not know that they changed their protocols but they did um, i think Schefter reported on that hmm. okay let's go down to big d because mike mccarthy is our favorite punching bag up here in wisconsin uh-huh what do you think about mike mccarthy me and uh the meat locker had a real long text conversation about this this week um I- I did not read. Yeah, so, so for, I'm for, uninfluenced. Uh, and, go ahead. and oh, and all of those of you who love the Meat Locker, he's going to be on on Wednesday. So you're going to hear directly from y'all are going to get to meet him. Yes, and he's he's coming and swinging. He's got some fire. He he's got some fire in his belly. He is all sauced up. He actually <laughs> side texted me, and he's like, "Bro, no matter who loses or who wins between 49ers and Green Bay this week." I'm laying into the losing team. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he is sauced up, ready. Like he's been marinating on this yeah. all week. I love it. So he's going to be on on Wednesday. But me and him were texting in the week, and he thinks it's time for McCarthy to go. Um, I, You know, I, I obviously. It's one year. Yeah, he's in his second year. It was his second year. Last year, they didn't have. Oh, he is in his second year. This is his second year. Last year, was uh, did Dak miss some games last year again? He was hurt. Yeah. Um, so this was like his first year with a full squad. I told Meat, you cannot fire a coach who goes 12 and 5. And won the di- – I mean, I get what division they're in. The NFC East is not the, strong. The, the Eagles weren't awful. They went 10 and 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you look at like who they beat, like I don't think they beat a playoff team in the regular season. That's fair. Yeah, so like they just beat up on the bottom. But like, you know, good teams do that. They beat who they're supposed to be. They just didn't beat anybody else. The Redskins and the Giants are a cluster. Mm-hmm. But that's still only six games out of 17. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers, I believe. I mean, they had some like decent wins. They beat the Patriots. 
I think if you fire a coach who goes 12 and five, you're cursing your team. And my reference to this was what the Chicago Bears did with Lovey Smith. I don't know if you remember the last year Lovey Smith was in Chicago. They fired him after going, I believe, 11 and six. I do remember this. Like they either made the playoffs and lost their first game or they just missed the playoffs because back then it was a 16 playoff format. I forget which one it was, but they fired him. He went like 10 and six or 11 and five. And the Bears have sucked ever since. Like you're cursing your team when you fire a winning coach. And Meat, if he were here, would say, well, McCarthy's a fossil. He's not new age. I don't care about any of that. Like your head coach, I don't want my head coach to be like the play designer. Like I know like Matt LaFleur probably is pulling a lot of the strings on the Packers offense. But like McCarthy's got Kellen Moore, who's supposed to be this great offensive coordinator. Like what you need your head coach to be is a leader. Mm-hmm which I think McCarthy is. I think he gets his teams to play hard. He is awful at time management, he, which so, is what your head coach should do. Challenges and, and time management, he's terrible at. I'll, I'm not going to defend him there. But, like, man, with the Packers, he had all those years. He goes 12-5 and five in his second season. Like, to move on from that, I think, is just short-sighted and, and – who else is out there, right? Like it's you, you can't just move on from a guy. Like you, you can't leave your current meal without knowing where your next meal is coming from. And maybe your next meal is ramen noodles. Yes. And so, do you promote from within? Do you go Kellen Moore? But they're 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 tied at the hip. Yes. And then if you don't go that direction, Kellen Moore goes elsewhere because I do think he'll probably find a job. Who do you bring in? Do you bring in like a Todd Bowles? defensive-minded coach brian flores would be a phenomenal hire to be honest but then mm-hmm. but then you better keep kellen moore as your offensive coordinator like if you're gonna go get a defensive guy then you need a really good offensive coordinator and your offensive coordinator might already be out the door a lot of changes yeah. right and then like you have to think about scheming you have to think about an entirely new regime that is coming in um all of that affects your play all of that affects your chemistry um, and I don't, we don't know what goes on inside of a Dallas locker room. Well, the problem is they have a very media focused owner and apparently Jerry Jones was asked about McCarthy's future and he didn't give like a real reassuring answer. Kind of stoking the flames to all this. Uh, wait, Jerry Jones said this. Mm-hmm. Did you see his son made a comment? What did he say? The next day. Steve? Is that his name? Steve Jones? I think so. Um, He made a comment alluding that there's a very small chance that they're looking for a head coach or that they have a a new head coach next year. But again... Stoke in the flames. I mean, mean, they're leaving the door cracked. Yes. Why why isn't that answer just no? True. Uh, Because you can never close out an opportunity. Like... Maybe there is a better, like, maybe there is a better fit. And, like, especially in Dallas, it's Jerry's world. Oh, it's Jerry's world 100%. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, which is, well, whatever. Um, Okay. (laughs) Another coaching topic. Mm -hmm. I saw this one and I chuckled. The Carolina Panthers to hire Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. There was there was a hilarious tweet that said <laughs> Christian McCaffrey right now, and it was like a, a video clip, and this guy 
like think the office, like Steve Carell in the office screaming no. Yes, it was the same please, thing. God, no. It was the same thing, but like a different movie clip. Like, what are you doing? Why oh. why Ben McAdoo? And like, like he failed so hard in, with the in Giants. New York. Yeah. Like he was the Packers offensive coordinator, which is how he got the job in New York, but I'm not sure Ben McAdoo was the the guy doing anything in Green Bay. There was some some coattail riding there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben That's, McAdoo. That that is really suspect. You have to wonder like what what's going on in the front office in New York. Well, this is down or, in I, uh, I'm, Carolina. I'm sorry, not in New York. Yeah, in Carolina. Like what's what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. What it, like of all of the guys out there? You, that's like, my guy yeah like you can't look to like a successful team and like pick off their quarterbacks coach or like you know like run game coordinator or like there's not a, a successful a brilliant up-and-coming yes. guy like oh my god yeah that's bad that's really bad well good luck to mr mcadoo hopefully he's got a suit that fits him yes <laughs> do you ever see yes. those videos when he was hired as the giants coach oh no Look up like Ben McAdoo Giants press conference. He's wearing a suit that's easily two sizes too big. He looks like a 1920s gangster. I love that. Hang on. Ben. It's 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 hilarious. You got it up? Um, I think so. It's it's the back view, but I I see what you're like he went to men's warehouse and like had some 17 year old kid measuring off the rack yeah off uh, yep it's fine yeah no i'm a a 44 long no i don't need to measure (laughs) (laughs) i don't need anything touched up arms are good arms are good yeah i I got a press conference today i I need this one (laughs) yeah i need it right (laughs) (laughs) i love that um that's one way to do it right like that's just like that's hard-nosed old school football like that guy yeah wants to see no undershirts when it's negative 10 out. Um, and like, <laughs> yes. if he sees an undershirt, you're like, running laps. And yep. Yeah. Take and a, and take a, a lap. And if you fumble, the gloves come off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one fumble, take the glove. That was my coach in high school. One fumble, take the gloves off. Gloves are a privilege. not a right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He's going to be the next, uh, the next guy to kick a kicker. I think. Oh man. Well, you know, offensive coordinator, hopefully not anywhere near the special teams guys. So highly recommend y'all Google Ben Ben McAdoo suit. It'll come up. Yeah. You can't um, miss it. The great <laughs> the greatest picture that somebody took. It's him walking back with this awful suit, and there's a sign that says no toughness, no championships. Yeah, I mean Ben McAdoo has one suit and it's for weddings and funerals. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the, uh, that's the unicorn suit. Yep. Um, good for any occasion. Wow. I do have to say any, any dude who wears a suit like that, that guy fucks hard. <laughs> does he? <laughs> um, whether he does or not, I'm going to tell myself that, that guy watches film for fun. Yes. yes. Which I guess is what you want in a coach, but all right. Well, good luck to the Panthers. Questionable hire. Hopefully, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but very questionable. Um, all right. Giants making a splash. They hired, um, they hired the Bills. I believe he was the assistant general manager, Joe Shane. I believe is that how you pronounce it? S C H O E N. I think it's Shane. Yeah. Um, we'll take it. Yeah. 
I saw somewhere that this was the first time since 1998 that the Giants hired somebody outside of their organization. For the last 24 years, like their general manager has been somebody who's already within their offices. Can you repeat that? Yep. So the first time since 1998. So that's what, 24 years? 24 years. That they've hired somebody outside of the Giants organization. That's a quarter century. Yes. <laughs> that is what. And like, Alex. and like, Gettleman, Gettleman went nineteen forty six. And before that, if the GM was fired, obviously not doing that great. Why would you pick somebody in a bad organization to come up? Like what? What? And are Gettleman you? wasn't even fired; he retired. Yeah. Although they might have went to him and been like, "Hey, your time's come." Yeah. Like. We can do this the easy way and we can save you some face here. Yeah. You just leave. Or, you know. Or like fired. we can do this not the easy way. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, tw- what, what were you doing in 1998, Alex? Hmm. I was eight years old. I was probably <laughs> begging. I was probably begging my mom to buy me a pack of Pokemon cards at the Toys R Us. Yes. Eight years old. Right? Like, yeah. To put into perspective, like we're in our early thirties now. Third, third grade. Yep, I think yeah, I think that's yeah. how old you are. Yeah, that's insane. A quarter century without bringing Looking in a elsewhere. fresh, innovative mind. Like, and they, I mean, in their defense, they they went they won two Super Bowls. Yep, um, they beat the Patriots. They beat a Tom Brady led Patriots twice. Um, well, one was the Mario Manningham catch, yep, uh, on the, the helmet, helmet catch. Yep. Um, Who was their I, second Super Bowl? I don't. I don't think that they beat the Patriots twice, did they? Um, That's a good question. Um, New York Giants Super Bowl. So I know the Manningham one. I, Eli in the playoffs, like that's that's what's making me second guess this. Does, well, does beca- have- because it was funny. Yeah, they beat the Patriots 2012 and 2008. Wow. 2008 was uh, that was Tom Brady's like knee injury year, right? Tom Brady tore his ACL around that time. It's um, I mean it's it not important. He he definitely played in that playoff game though, or in that Super Bowl. Well, because the the only reason I I knew that was because um, on the Manning podcast they had Brady, <clears throat> and um, Tom was giving Peyton shit about playing in the playoffs because, you know, remember the the narrative, like Brady owned Peyton. Mm-hmm. Like I think he was like 8-2 and two or something against him in the playoffs. And uh, Peyton's like, yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy playing Tom too much in the playoffs. And then Eli chirps in and goes, I did. And then Tom's, <laughs> Tom's like, yeah, I didn't like seeing Eli too much. I love that banter. Um, so great. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, 2007, they beat... The New England Patriots in 2011, they beat the New England Patriots. Yeah. 2 0 against Brady in Super Bowls. What a stat. Like those crayons that Eli eats. Dude, like that is superpower for, for life. Yeah. Telling your grandkids, yeah, beat Tom Brady twice, the you, GOAT. You know, the greatest quarterback of all time? I'm undefeated against him Two in championship games. Yeah, stat. That's anyway, a stat. Back to the uh, general manager discussion. Um, they, 
I, I like the hire. So they hired the Buffalo Bills assistant GM. Uh, I like the way the Bills have rebuilt. I think it's a good move. I think the question becomes they have two draft picks in the top 10. I think they have five and nine, five and 10, something like that. What do you do at quarterback is the real question. I think me and Meat will get into this on Wednesday. But is Danny Dimes the guy? I think you got to use one of those picks and take a shot on somebody, right? Even if Danny Dimes is the guy this year, you got to swing for the fences and hope. Because Daniel Jones is fine, but he ain't going to take you anywhere. That I, Right. So this is Daniel Jones's third year. He's third going year. into his fourth year. Okay. Yeah, dude. That. No, he's, he's had, had the time. I do feel bad for him. It's kind of how I felt about Sam Darnold. Like, not a lot of talent elsewhere. The offensive line's not great. And then you got Saquon, who's missed a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And if you can't run the ball, like, Daniel Jones isn't the guy to beat you. But Daniel Jones, if you got Saquon healthy with a good offensive line, could probably be serviceable. 100%. Um, and they have, I mean, they have talent, right? Like, it does suck because on a team that actually has good offensive line play that actually can coach like a team with like some type of direction. Uh, he, he might, there might be a different story on Daniel Jones. For sure. It's the same with Sam Darnold. Now Sam Darnold had a rough go in Carolina too. So maybe it's just Sam Darnold's not good, Mm -hmm. but I felt the same way about him. Like, dude, you were stuck in an Adam Gase led New York jets team. Like, God, I don't think Aaron Rodgers could play well there. Right. And really similar situation, actually, right? Sorry, sorry for the heat, Adam Gase. He's probably sitting at home going, what the hell did I do? <laughs> but it's true. Uh, no, but yeah, spot on. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. It it sucks for Daniel Jones because a lot of pressure, right? Like not only did you get drafted like way ahead of where most people had you, but on top of that, you went to a city that is notorious for like just ripping their own players apart. New Yorkers are not nice people. No, they're not. And like, you know, if you do great there, like you look at like the Jeters, uh, you do great in those cities, they'll love you forever and you'll see your Jersey everywhere. And you know, you can do whatever you want. Keys of the city. God. Yeah. If you don't perform or you underperform, like spitting at you, calling you names. The media is just ruthless. New York, and like great people in New York, right? Like Are largest they? city, awesome people. Um, they're just passionate about about their sports. Uh, Philly would be the only place that I can think of where like they, you get a half. You get a half of football, <laughs> and if it's bad, like you're getting booed as the home team. And keep your helmet on as you run to the locker room. Uh, yes. Because <laughs> shit's like, coming down, literally. Yeah. Like beer cans and water bottles and, and maybe feces. Yeah. I and, wouldn't hold it against somebody in Philly. And like possibly a fence is going to come down as well. That like, was in that was in Washington. Uh, just saying, we don't know. Same division, like... I wouldn't put it past a Philadelphia-led team to, like, you're you're down 20 going into the tunnel at half. Like, let's bust this fence off and, like, it's Jalen Hurts' fault. Oh, my God. So I, I do want to talk about Washington for a hot second, and then we should probably get into uh, predictions because you and I do have to swing the wrenches. We're going to go to a simulator um, and play some golf. Did you see – have you seen the picture floating around? It's – um. 
Kyle Shanahan, uh, Matt LaFleur, and Sean McVay. They were all um, coaches for, at the time, the Redskins all at the same time. So I think LaFleur was like the tight ends coach. Maybe McVay was offensive coordinator and Shanahan was quarterback's coach, something like that. Interesting. So there's a picture of all these young coaches and like, you know, people were just ripping Washington because like, how could you let those three coaches go? They're all in the playoffs this weekend. Meanwhile, Washington's been doing what Washington's been doing. Here's my question to you. Because I don't think it's fair because I don't think any of those coaches would have succeeded in Washington. It's yeah. Uh, you're saying it's not an apples to apples comparison. I'm saying I think there's bigger problems in Washington than who the head coach is. Oh yes. Like oh, this yes. is just my opinion, but with all of the NFL investigating the Daniel Snyder workplace environment, like I think, I think for Washington to succeed, they need certain people to be a little bit more hands off, and they need to let the football people do the football stuff. So, I, I mean, like, yeah, you had McVay, Shanahan, and LeFleur all on the same coaching staff. But, man, I think if any of those guys took that job, they'd be doomed to fail. And as an NFL coach, you better make it on your first attempt. Otherwise, you're going to kind of be stuck as a coordinator because people aren't going to give you too many chances. Mm-hmm. So, interesting that all three of those guys were on the same staff, though. I did not know that. Yeah, it was floating around Twitter this week. That I'm, I mean, and an insightful take, right? Like each one of those coaches, I don't, I don't know when Shanahan joined um, the 49ers, when Lafleur joined the Packers, right? Like you're joining a team who has the most skilled. I'm not going to call him the goat, but Aaron Rodgers is the most skilled quarterback in the NFL. He's the greatest arm talent ever. Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm. Brady's the goat when it comes to actually winning, winning. football games, but there has never been a better decision arm, yes. arm talent. Yes, like um, being able to roll left, roll right, throw off any platform, accuracy. Like Rogers is the best at that. Correct. Yes, I would agree. Um, we're unbiased, of course. Uh, so, like, you inherited a team that was primed. Kyle Shanahan, probably in a similar fashion, right? Like. Even at quarterback, there were some questions. Like, you had a stud defense for a long time. Like, Richard Sherman was there. Like, you had, like, a lot of pieces on defense that could carry you through and win games. But I'm blanking on... Oh, and Sean McVay. Sean McVay, who, like, most people consider to be, like, the offensive genius in the future of the NFL. Yeah. And, like, even he, when he stepped in, like... That was was that the year that they moved to LA? I think. Or like maybe the year before. Yeah, I don't think McVeigh was ever in St. Louis. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think it was always LA. I think when they moved, they're like, okay, we're gonna go a new direction, new city. I think. Um, no, you're spot on because they didn't play in SoFi Stadium. They were playing in oh, that's right. at USC. So it was no was or, it the Coliseum or was it like um was it in some like shitty field that them and the Chargers were sharing? Oh was it the Oakland A's stadium? No, no, that no, because that's Oakland. It was in LA, but it was like um Oh, the Angels. It was a baseball field. Was right? it in Anaheim? 
I, I think it was, it was some a- shit field. I don't even think it was the Coliseum because oh. the Coliseum's got USC and I believe UCLA play there. Mm-hmm. Yep, they share that. So like during the fall, to have two different college teams and two different pro teams playing on the same field every weekend, not only would it be a scheduling nightmare, but then that field's going to be tore up. It is the Coliseum, though. Interesting. Oh, they did? Yeah, 2016. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, So McVeigh's been there five, six years already? Apparently. 2016 is when, upon relocating back to L.A. in 2016. But what about right. McVeigh? Did that have anything about McVeigh? Mm, no, this is just the history of the Rams. Um, but, I'm, I mean, McF- I feel like McVeigh was there in 2016. 2017 is when he joined oh so one year after jim fisher was probably still there as the coach before that the best coach to go eight and eight yeah i know right he can never coach in the nfl again because you can't go eight and eight yeah right you either got to be above or below 500 (laughs) and that's not his that's not his way of doing about it uh yeah and then you have mcveigh who stepped into right like i don't know if brad sam bradford was still on the roster when he when he joined but I mean, well, in his second or third year, he made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. So I think in 2017 is when they drafted Goff. Because the 2018 draft class was Murray and Baker and... Mm, yep. No, not Murray. Murray was 19. It was Baker, Lamar, mm-hmm. and who's the third one? Is it Josh, Josh Allen? Allen? Nice. Yep. Um so 2017, that was the golf draft class. And in year two, they went to the Super Bowl. Even that, right? Like of the three coaches, you think about that. You brought Jared Goff for that ride, right? Like you see where they're at today. Like, yeah, it's team dependent. I get that. Um, I do want to know what happened with Goff. Like, is it a mojo thing? He wasn't bad in L.A. Early, like the first couple of years, he was like, he, I mean, if you remember, he got him to the Super Bowl. He got that huge contract, and then like the wheels fell off. Yeah, and now the poor guy's stuck in Detroit, and he Just, he ain't getting another contract, not a big one. He's going to be like Mitch Trubisky, who gets a five million dollar deal to be somebody's backup. Yep, he's going to hold a clipboard, um, which is not a bad gig. I, honestly, I'd take it. Uh, um, I will take the league minimum. To hold a clipboard, yeah. Until you don't have to hold a clipboard, and then, and then everyone hates you because yeah, expectations are through the roof. Go play for someone who doesn't get hurt. Like That's so like, true. Like Ben Roethlisberger, give me the backup yes. position in Pittsburgh. You are not seeing the field. No, and I will. I will hold Ben's ice. I will hold his boot. I'll hold his jock strap. Whatever yes. he needs. Whatever he needs. Like, I'll find him blondes in the bar. Yeah. What do you need, Ben, to, to get back out on Sunday? <laughs> Have you ever seen Blue Mountain State? Uh, parts, uh, you, of course. One of the uh, greatest TV episodes. shows like only last like three seasons. Yeah. But like the backup quarterback in the team was like, I don't want to play. Yeah. Like, Alex Morani's yeah. like, wait. Or, uh, well, I don't remember the quote, but yeah, paraphrasing. Um, it's like, wait, backup quarterback's the greatest position on the field. Get all the girls. Get all the parties. And you never play without the responsibility. Low expectations. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, what a what a blast from the past. Let's um, let's jump into these predictions. So, the first game that's actually just about to kick off in fifteen minutes here: Bengals, Titans. 
You got the lines on all these games. What's the line on this game? Yeah. So Tennessee is minus four. Over under is 47. So Tennessee's favored. They get Henry back today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a little bit of the pregame stuff. They have one analyst said, you know, he's not on a snap count, but they would expect him 15 to 20 touches or 15 to 20 snaps. If, if he's healthy, Mike Frabel is going to give Derrick Henry the ball 40 times. It's there's um, no snap count. It doesn't matter. And and it's not an, if he's healthy, he, he is healthy. They are they, like, that's his, that's, that's their franchise running back. Yes. Um, regardless of whether like what I'm saying is Derrick Henry is healthy and he is going to can I swear (laughs) yeah I mean I know we've been swearing but this is going to be for emphasis is going to fucking obliviate like that defensive line today like he is rested if he's healthy which he is because he's playing and and the and the Titans had the luxury of sitting him, right? They they clinched a playoff spot pretty early, like they didn't know if they're going to be the number one seed, so they certainly had stuff to play for. But they knew like, okay, just shut it down. Come playoff time, we're going to need our our bell cow. He's, he's he's not on a snap count, and they're not going to only give him the ball ten times. No, he's getting the ball forty effing times today. If if he rushes for less than a hundred and fifty yards today, they did it wrong. Like Tennessee did it wrong. So I'm I'm hearing some confidence that the Titans are going to roll. Derrick Henry is just going to run over the Bengals and the Tennessee Titans are going to win. Is that what I'm hearing in your excitement over there? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Um, so here's – I'm going to pick the Bengals. Mm. And I said this last week. Tennessee is like maybe the worst number one seed ever. And, yes, they they, they mm-hmm. could easily win three games and win a Super Bowl. They could easily lose this game by three touchdowns. Like, I would not want to be a Tennessee Titans fan because, like, your expectations have to be so high being the number one seed. But at the same time, this team has some serious flaws. We alluded to this last week where the tight it's all game speed and, like, game flow dependent, especially for the Titans. If Joe Burrow and the Bengals can get out to an early lead... Yeah, if this game's fourteen nothing after the end of the first quarter, oh, you're like if you're Tennessee, you're toast because Ryan Tannehill is not going to get you points on the board quickly. No, Tennessee needs to score on their first drive, field goal or touchdown. They need to go up three nothing, seven nothing, get a stop, go up like ten nothing, and then it's Derek and then Henry it's Derrick Henry time, and then you have fourteen play drives that take eight minutes off the clock, while Derrick Henry is carrying defenders for four and a half yards a carry. That's how Tennessee wins. Yes. If the very first play of the game is a Jamar Chase 75-yard touchdown. They're in trouble. They're in trouble because Tennessee's not built to run a track meet. No. Uh, And as good as – I mean, Derrick Henry is the real life. For those who know what NFL Blitz is, Derrick Henry is the real life. You're on fire. Carrying guys. Carrying guys into the end zone. Um, But, like – you put 10 guys in a box because you know that like they can't throw the ball. It changes things. I'm going to say there's going to be two stats to watch for based on who wins. If Joe Burrow throws for over 300, the Bengals have won. Mm -hmm. If Derek Henry runs for over 150 yards, like you said, the Titans win. That's what if both happen? 
Which, which I think that's probably the most likely scenario. <laughs> uh, if both happens, I think Derrick Henry having 25 carries and 150 yards means Tennessee was able to control the clock. There you go. And they win. There you go. And Burrow probably has a bunch of garbage yards as they're trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the stat to watch is, like if Derrick Henry plays the whole game but only has 14 carries, Tennessee lost by two touchdowns because they're in trouble. Easily, yes. So I don't see a scenario where he has under 20 touches today. Whether they're up or down, I don't see it. It's, well, if they have to throw it, like Henry can certainly catch. Don't get me wrong; he's mm-hmm. a viable option. But he's not like he's not like um, like Kamara or anything like that. Yeah, no, he's not like, like a specialist. Yeah, no, he, like you want him to get the ball either in the run game or a screen. He's not like going to run option routes. No, no. What's the over under? Uh, forty seven on this game. I'm going to hammer oh – God, see, I picked Cincinnati, so you almost have to pick the over, right? Yeah. Because if the under hits, it probably means Tennessee won. I've heard the weather in Nashville is actually, like, well below average in terms of temperature. Hmm. But, like, no rain, no wind. I don't know. So without knowing any of those. So I'm going to pick the over just because I picked Cincinnati to win. If Cincinnati's going to win, it's got to be up and down. I love it. Um, I'm going to disagree with you, politely, of course. Of um, course. The Titans are going to win this game. It's going to be over. Oh, you're picking the over. And Derrick Henry is going to rush for, he's he's touching the ball, and I'm telling you, like, in the third quarter, he will have 20 touches and 150 yards rushing. And, yes, I'm taking the over on this because Derrick Henry is going to fucking obliviate the Bengals' D-line. The good news, if you are the Bengals, and that's true, they can score quick. Like, the Bengals can put up points. So, like, they at least have an advantage in that regard where, let's say, you know, the first drive, Derrick Henry runs the ball for 10 times, 60 yards and a touchdown. Like, yeah, that would suck for your defense, but at the same time, they could score the very next play. Yes. They have home run hitter power. One play. Yeah. You're one play away from coming back into this game. The Titans have to hit singles and bunt and manufacture runs, to use an odd baseball metaphor. <laughs> the Bengals, anybody can pop off. Dumb question. Um, and I should probably know this before just like blindly saying that the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game. Uh, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, healthy. They're both playing. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't seen either of them on the injury report. AJ Brown played the last couple weeks for sure. Mm-hmm. And they had the bye week last week. So I can't imagine that either one of them are out. Julio is a question mark. Cause he's, I can't keep track of his, it's his hamstrings all the time, right? It always. He's too lean. He's, he's too lean and like, get that guy in a yoga studio. Get that guy to stretch. Like, why are you always pulling hammies? So if I had to guess, based on my three weeks of working with a training facility for some of my athletes. Uh, so you're an expert yes. based on your expert opinion. I mean, according to the internet, I'm an expert. Uh, <laughs> Everyone is. If you say it with confidence, you're always an expert. Yes. I wonder if it's like his knees or his hips. And his hamstrings overcompensating for something. Like, does he have tight hips? Is it, yes. Are his knees not great? Whatever it might be, ankles mobility. Like all that stuff seems to be interconnected. And usually, the spot that's hurt isn't the spot that's the problem. Hamstring is secondary to something else going on. It's like when I tweak my back. Like it's not my back. It's usually my hips, my hamstrings mm-hmm. that are you know pulling things out of out of sort. What I'm hearing is, is that Vrabel. Vrabel needs to get. A plane out here and like if julio can't go you're the guy i'm not the guy <laughs> i mean if they need a guy who can run 
uh, 5'8 and can't cut because I'm worried about throwing my back out, then I could be your guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like the fastest 5'8 40 you'll ever see. It'll look like I'm moving. Yeah. Oh, man. Like arms pumping, uh, like high if, knees. And, it, and if the cameraman is slowly walking towards you as you're running toward the camera, like it, you, you look yeah. even faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't put a timer on it, and like I just run 30 yards, not 40, Blazing. you'd be like, man, that guy's got a good 40. Blazing. Because I'll look good doing it. <laughs> it just takes a while to get going. Cool. So, Alex, you, you're, you're taking the over, but Cincy. And you have the over, but Tennessee. I love it. See, I think if Tennessee wins, it's going to be the under, but we'll see. That. that game kicks off in six minutes now. All right. The main event. The marquee matchup. So, <clears throat> the Packers play the 49ers. The 49ers are like America's team right now, and I don't really understand why. I don't understand that. They were all. all over, I guess rightly so. Everybody was all over the 49ers to beat the Cowboys last week. I'm getting the same feeling this week about like people in the media and online. It seems to be a lot like they barely beat the Rams to get in. Like People forget like in week 18, that team was dead. Yes. Now they had a good second half, and they ended up winning that game, and they beat a like paper tiger and the Cowboys. This is like, this is the Packers. I love the paper tiger reference, by the way. I know the last time I used it, it backfired. (laughs) So hopefully I didn't just jinx the hell out of the Packers. But I think you're playing a much more complete team in the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be cold, minus 10 forecast. This game is all about Debo Samuel. Yes, it's, it's perplexing. Um, on a number of levels. Do you think there's recency bias? 100%. On like the Packers haven't played a real game since week 17. It's mm-hmm. 3 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like they played the Lions, they lost to the Lions, but Rodgers, you know, week 18, they have nothing to play for. Rodgers played a half. They were running vanilla formations. It was recess. It was re- the defense wasn't blitzing, like just sit back, we're not going to show anything on film. And to the Lions credit, even though they had nothing to play for, they came out and played hard. Yeah. And, you know, Rodgers, Adams, Bakhtiari only played 20 snaps. Like, So I think people remember that. And then they remember the 49ers' big comeback, big win in Dallas. <laughs> Man, I did see a stat that scares me. The Packers are 0-3 against the 49ers' lifetime in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I have vivid memories of watching Colin Kaepernick run – well, Colin Kaepernick ran for over 200 yards yep. as a quarterback. Yep, that and option. Then, and then in the NFC Championship game, um, was it Mostert? Raheem Mostert? Who was it? Oh, it was all three. But, yeah, it was Mostert. It had over 200 yards. They ran for like 400 yards. As a team. Yeah. And that's it, that's a very slight exaggeration. It was a 300 – or it was a three-headed monster. I was at that game. And oh. just to watch, like, the Packers get gashed time – after time, after time. At home. At home. And that game was never close. So that's what scares me. And and Debo Samuel scares me because he's such an electric player. Like with the 49ers able to line up in the backfield, either you have to bring a corner in the middle of the field where they're not used to playing, or you have a linebacker. That's a tough matchup. And he's just the type of guy that the Packers – struggle with defending Mm -hmm. and then on top of it 
I worry about too much focus on him. And then here comes the play action. Here comes the trick play. Yep. Whatever it might be. Also, did you see Debo Samuel heading for the airport the other day? I didn't. He left the, the 49ers facility on a bike wearing a Debo shirt from Friday. It had Debo on the back. It was like a jean jacket with Debo on the back. I love it. Friday, like the movie. The series. movie Friday, Friday with Chris Tucker yes. and Ice um, Ice Cube. I was intimidated. I'm like, shit, that's Debo. Yep. Yep. What a way to brand yourself. Number one. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Do you see him leaving the locker room last week in Dallas with the boot? Like that, anybody, any players out there listening, that's how you build a brand. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, performance comes first. Yeah, it helps when you have 1,400 yards of receiving and, like, another 500 yards rushing or whatever it is. Broke, broke an NFL record for, like, a receiver having rushing touchdowns? Yes. Yes. That Building, helps. That does help. But, like, once you perform, do all this extra stuff, brilliant. Yes. So what I'm trying to say about the game tonight is I am both, over, worried. I'm both <laughs> overly confident and scared shitless. Uh-huh. There's, there's recency bias on our end. Um we get our hearts broken every single year, but in not Green in Bay. but not in the division round. No, no, this is when it starts. Yeah, well, because like remember last year they beat the Rams, and you're like, this is the year. Uh-huh. Now it helped that the Rams didn't have Aaron Donald. Yeah, well, he went, but he, he was he was seventy five percent maybe. Yeah, he was handcuffed. So the what's the line? Over unders forty seven. Packers are favored minus five and a half. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. Yep, that's the route. I and, agree with you there. And I'm gonna go Green Bay, but I would not pick them to cover. I think Green Bay wins an ugly one twenty one to seventeen. Yeah. I, I I mean these are two of the top defenses left. In the NFL. Um, So the X factor for me today is Joey Bosa versus the Green Bay Packers offensive line. Now, to the offensive line's credit, they've had a remarkable year, and they've been playing second and third stringers. Confidence is sky high. And now you got Myers back. You got Bakhtiari back. Mm -hmm. And if any one of those guys goes down, you're right back to where you've been all year. Yeah, I, I, the the you're right because if both if the 49ers are able to rush four, and they're giving Rodgers problems, the Packers are in trouble. That's I mean that's what happened in the NFC Championship game when we yes. lost. Yeah, Rodgers still got his right. Like he he threw a couple interceptions. Like but he still got his stats. Yeah, it was just it was rough going in the first half. Yeah, you can't get behind. You know I think. To that point, though, the Packers have put a much bigger emphasis on running the football. If you can get A.J. Dillon going and Aaron Jones going, where now those linemen can't just pin their ears back and go after Rodgers, plus Dillon's 250 pounds, and it's going to be fucking cold. Quadfather, dude. Do you want to tackle someone who's 250 pounds when it's negative 10? Nobody wants to tackle a man who has redwood tree trunks for legs. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh yeah, I I mean we're speaking the same language here. I I genuinely think the 49ers are bringing the heat. They are bringing the house at Aaron Rodgers. Um 
and it's and it's just going to come down to whether we can protect if the Green Bay Packers can protect Aaron Rodgers and we can get a some type of running game going give Aaron time to throw the ball the Green Bay Packers win this game um all of that aside I hope no and cuz cuz I'm confident in the Green Bay Packers um Aaron Rodgers is going to diplomatically whip his dick out and put it on the table uh and the green bay packers are winning this game do you have them covering uh five and a half uh, i think it's closer than five and a half i think i i think green bay wins by a touchdown or i'm sorry by a field goal okay um which if you remember they played in week three in san fran and the packers won 30 to 28 yeah mason kicked a field goal right yeah oh please for the love of god do not yeah do not have like I do not want to be down one with Mason Crosby with a chance to win the game. Sil- Silver Fox, like great dude. My heart wouldn't be able to take it. No, um, and just with the recent struggles that he's had, knowing that it's going to be cold, and the, you're kicking a boulder. <sighs> Don't play. God, please, no. <laughs> um, yeah, over, Aaron, over under. Under, yeah. uh, like like this game might be zero. Yeah. this this game might be zero zero at halftime. It could be. It could be a <laughs> like, lot of running the football. It could be old school football. It, it'll be a def- like not a defensive struggle. You know what's scary to think about? This could be, from here on out, could be the last time you see Aaron Rodgers in green and gold. Oh, don't say that. But, yeah, I mean, that's so depressing. So true. Uh, if they lose today, it could be it. Yeah. If they lose next week, it could be it. If they lose in the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl at that point. That, this Yes, like every game could be Aaron Rodgers' last game in green and gold. Yep. All right. Wow. Should we go to the Sunday games? Yeah, who's first on the schedule? Uh, We've got L.A. Tampa Bay. What a game. L.A. Tampa Bay. What a game. Yeah. This this to me, like Buffalo, Kansas, I mean, both, all the games are great. I think if you you rank them, um, the Sunday games through the roof. Right, like unbiased opinion, right? Like if Green you had, Bay. if you had to guess, when the TV ratings come out next week, what game do you think will have the highest TV ratings? Green Bay, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I think the next highest game will be the Chiefs Bills game. Oh, really? I didn't expect you to go there. Why do you think that? It's in a better time slot. It is prime time, so NFL is on your side there. Yep, and Mahomes, Allen. I think is better than Brady Stafford. Mm, that's a good call. Like Brady's the goat, and he'll have a draw. But that's I, but I think Mahomes Allen's better than Stafford. Brings the Brady matchup down a little bit. Yeah, and 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 it's not right. It's too young, up and I mean they're they're they've already come up, but like yep. up and coming mm-hmm. like future quarterbacks yep. faces of the NFL. Those two guys have a combined contract value for seven hundred fifty million dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Three quarters of a billion dollars. Here you go. Okay. So Rams, Bucks. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored by minus three. So a toss-up, right? Because the home team usually gets three. Mm-hmm. Over-under is 48. So what, 24-24? We hit it on the number. I'm going to go over. You're yes. going to be in sunny Florida. The Rams can score. The Bucks can score. Like these two teams on paper are like the same. It's like like if you think about it, you got good quarterbacks. Now obviously the edge goes to Brady. 
They have good wide receivers. You got mm-hmm. Cooper Cup versus Mike Evans. You got OBJ. Um, Godwin. Yeah, uh, who's or the, no, not Godwin. Um, um, who's the third guy? It used to be AB. Cause, yeah, because AB's gone too. Um, it's not Humphreys anymore because mm-hmm. he's in Tennessee. I think. Okay, so maybe slight edge there to the Rams because we can't even name the guy. Boom. But then you got Higby versus Gronk. Scotty Miller. You go on the defensive side. You got Vita Vey versus Aaron Donald. So what's your X factor, right? Like that's Brady. I mean, how do you bet against Brady in the playoffs? Plus, LA's got to go across the country. Travel. They got a six-hour flight. Yep. Granted, I mean, it's not like they're landing and playing a game, but... I do not think that the crowd will be a factor. Like tonight in Lambeau, the Bills game, which is in Kansas City, Kansas City's crowd will be a factor. I just don't get the sense that, like, Buccaneers fans are, like... Plus, I've been to Raymond James Stadium... It's kind of open air. It's Florida E. Yeah, I just like don't think the crowd's going to be a huge factor. It's I mean, no offense to Tampa Bay. Uh, you, the majority of people don't grow up in Tampa Bay. Like I know the majority of people of, do. Bunch of like, transports. Yeah, but like you're retired and you re- yeah you retire or you end up like moving to Tampa Bay and like you're your own sports fan. But like oh Tampa Bay's doing well. We'll go watch Tampa Bay. The good news is they have all the Patriots fans. Who now root for the Buccaneers? Yep. There's that, right? <laughs> um, all right. So prediction time because we do kind of got to move a little bit. Uh-huh. You want me to give my prediction first? Sure. Because I have no idea what I'm going to say. I love it. Yeah, same. <laughs> this is So I think this is the hardest game because... I think both games tomorrow are hard. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't like this game uh, because betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs at home... Big no-no is so hard but there's some drama that's going on in tampa bay a little bit right yeah bruce arian smacked a player did he you didn't see this no uh in last week's game they had uh, a defensive back who was kind of like john and arians ran on the field and like smacked him in the helmet to like not give get a 15-yard penalty but I saw a funny tweet that said like Antonio Brown's lawyers, and it was just like <laughs> like writing a note. <laughs> I love it. Um, Plus, uh, the Buccaneers lost two offensive linemen in that game last week. Oh yeah, now, Christian Wirfs and Jensen. Now I think they're both expected to play tomorrow. Okay, but you got to figure they're not a hundred percent. And I mean, love Tom Brady, love TB twelve, like love the mentality there. You have Aaron Donald chasing you down what a monster um again i think this is going to be if if tampa bay can protect tom brady which they have for the majority of the year uh tampa bay wins this game if they can't stafford has almost zero playoff experience that is the crutch that's keeping me from picking the team that i've been rooting for um outside of green bay all year um for the nostalgia, I'm going to hate what I'm doing right now because I'm going against every single statistical like neuron that mm-hmm. is firing in my mind. You know what? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, Tom Brady's not going to lose a playoff game. Buccaneers roll. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't see Tom Brady losing in the playoffs. You got over under 48. Oh, over. Yeah, over. I think the over is too. Uh, playoff Lenny playing? He is. 
He's going to give it a go tomorrow. Oh, oh then, but then it's I, I think so. Close. I agree with everything you say. I think the Rams have an advantage. I think the Cam Akers being back is huge. I think they I think they have a better offense than Tampa does. Now the good news if you for the for for the Bucks is they don't mind letting Brady throw the ball 50 times. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so hard. I mean, it's a toss-up. Really is what it is. You can't bet against Brady, right? Like, well, I am. I promised I would never bet against McVay after what happened back in like week eleven when look I at us. when I when I bet against them for the Cardinals. So Sean Sean McVay, don't let me down. I'm gonna say I I too think it's gonna be over. I think it's gonna be an amazing game. I think OBJ is peaking at the right time, mm-hmm. both for the Rams and for him personally. He's gonna get paid. He's got like eight touchdowns in like five weeks with the Rams. Yeah. I don't like betting against Tom Brady either. And I'm not putting any of my personal finances at risk here. But the Rams are, the Rams are a special team. If it's any other team, Green Bay included, like I'm seriously considering the Rams as the team to come out of the NFC East or the, the NFC. I think any of those three teams. Yeah. Like if the Packers win tonight, I don't really want to see either one of those teams. Mm-mm. No, you don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs, and the Rams have some things that can give the Packers some problems, mm-hmm. like Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, like they got some guys. The thing with the Von Rams, Miller. the thing with Von Miller, who's had a little bit of a resurgence here. The thing with the Rams is they don't have a lot of depth. I remember we talked about this. Yeah, just with their salary cap situation and how they've built that team, like they can't afford anybody to go down. But if they're healthy and at full strength, man, they're one. Of, they're they're they could easily be the team coming to the NFC. I f- do you feel like? And I know we're pressed for time. Yeah. Just really quick, I feel like Sean McVay fires up his team when they are underdogs, and I feel like he is the guy. He's a good coach. To be able to, like, we're behind the eight ball. They think we're going to lose this game. It's fucking Tom Brady. Like, all think, of that comes out. I think it probably is the same way for Bruce Arians right now. Like, look at all the adversity we've had to handle the last four weeks. Mm, spin zone. Yeah. yeah. Like, and now people are probably looking at them like they're on the ropes. Tom Brady loves an underdog story. Ex- I feel like we're just talking ourselves in circles. I know. Yeah, and, and and I mean, it's it's not just us. This is like any football fan talks themselves in circles for this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Tom Brady wins. Like Giselle has set up Tom Brady perfectly. Like you know, whatever ritual they have for Tom Brady to win those Super Bowls, mm-hmm. um, she's doing it for him. Yeah, he's a winner. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. Kansas Buffalo, City. Kansas City. I'll so, go first. Yeah, go. Um, uh, wait, do you want the line and the over-under? Yeah. Uh, Kansas City favored minus one and a half points. So if you think about that, uh, if if the saying is true and the home team gets three, really Buffalo's the favorite. Uh, over-under's 54, highest total points of the weekend. So I need... An Adam Schefter report on whether or not Jackson Mahomes is going to be on the sideline TikToking. He, so they're at home, so there's a good chance that he will be. Yes. Um, he's got a text. We got to go. Mm. 
So, um, Jackson Mahomes scares me. Um, for completely non-related football reasons, yes, right? But he's just—he's a—he's a curse. He's a menace, and that's just my venting for my fantasy season. I think home field advantage here. This is probably the biggest case of home field advantage. Kansas City's loud. It's one of the loudest stadiums. They have diehard fans. Mahomes has been there. What's the over? 54? 54. If this game hits the over, this game's over. It's Kansas City by by a touchdown. It's If it's under, then I think it's Buffalo. The thing with Buffalo that bothers me is they can't run the football. Other yeah. than Josh Allen. Josh yep. Allen can he, run. He can run the football. But like they like Singletary ain't the guy. No, Zach Moss isn't the guy. So I don't know. In the for time, I'm gonna go Kansas City wins at home. Or so are you? It's gonna be the, Kansas City over. Wow. Wow. So Mortal Lock this weekend. You heard it here first. Um Mortal Lock on the over for this game. Yeah, I, I think so too. Weather uh, could be a factor, but yeah, no, they're two gunslinger quarterbacks, like high octane offenses. I know the Bills have a good defense. Um, Kansas City's no slouch, but regardless, mortal lock for the over. Um, oh God, to pick a winner on this game, um, really a toss up. Uh, I think, I think the winner of this game loses to the eventual already been crowned Super Bowl champions, Green Bay Packers. Um, but they will represent the AFC. Yes. I, I agree with that. This is for the AFC. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like whoever wins this game, I think will play in the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and I'm going back on my Tennessee pick last week, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, call me a hypocrite later. Put it in the comments section, guys. Uh, oh, man. Five seconds. We got to go. Yeah, Jackson Mahomes is going to be at this game. So, so you're going Buffalo? Um, give me Buffalo. Okay. All right. Well, you hear here first. It's going to be a great weekend football. Buffalo Buffalo plus one and a half. You're going to take the points? All, um, the, all that one and a half? I don't, I don't need the points. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Buffalo is going to win this game. It, it's going to be exciting. Super pumped for a good weekend. Everybody enjoy it. We're down to our last three weeks here. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be much football left. So soak it all in. We will talk to all of you later thanks for listening guys yep bye